and welcome to Flock Tales, where we drink and talk about birds mostly. I am Jen Schneiderman. I'm Ashley Ola. I'm Maya Hershey. And I'm Kristen Brunk. And we are your four resident bird nerds. And it is the holiday season, which means that I hope that everyone is cozy and staying at home and enjoying the seasony winter wherever you are in the world. Because it's a festive time. We all need a little happy in 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, this cat. <laughs> Stop it. I think... Um, <laughs> Olive is messing everything up. Oh my god. That was like girl. a golem whisper too. <laughs> That's what got me. <laughs> Ashley, we're laughing about your golem whisper of stop it. <laughs> the precious says stop it. <laughs> Olive just had a regular run-of-the-mill dental cleaning. Um, I should specify that Olive is a cat. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't know that yet. A roommate. <laughs> Um, but in order to clean a cat's teeth, they have to go under anesthesia. Um, I strongly suggest you don't try cleaning a cat's teeth without anesthesia. Um, (laughs) but anyways, so we have two cats and the way cats recognize each other is through (laughs) smell. And so since Olive was at the vet all day, she smells like the vet's office and our other cat was not our other cat was at home and so we have to keep them separated for a little bit so that olive starts to smell like herself again (laughs) before we let her back out into the rest of the world (laughs) of our house um and so she is stuck in the bedroom here with me uh which she thinks is the worst thing to ever happen to her (laughs) but thank god there's a microphone in there with her (laughs) yeah um and also she just like she is a lot better now but when i brought her home earlier this afternoon she was still coming out of like anesthesia and like a little wobbly and woozy <laughs> from that so she's just being really she just wants right to be now. involved <laughs> yeah so if we hear a lot of bumping and meowing and purring olive is recovering and it's very important that she has a microphone yes. to headbutt for comfort <laughs> yeah i i forgot the microphone was on (laughs) (laughs) or maybe not like that i forgot that it was on but i don't think about when i'm talking to my cats and like oh yeah so yeah you're right that shouldn't count as like real noise (laughs) yeah 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 i had the realization, like, several weeks ago that it doesn't matter if I, like, mute myself on, like, the like the Google Meet call. Like, my mic still picks it up. <laughs> like, duh. I, yeah. I hear all your weird shit that happens. Yeah. That again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Kristen, I'm not going to tell the universe about it, but, man, you should be a little... You need to see wow. some professional... I feel like you could blackmail me now. I mean, it's just like, you know, can you keep the orgy, like, quieter? 
I can try, but I can't make any promises. <laughs> While podcasting at the same time. <laughs> that's that's part of the excitement, honestly. Like Yeah, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kink shame your deal. Just like can you keep it quieter so that I don't have to listen to it? <laughs> Only for the sake of the podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless they want to hear it, in which case they can listen to my other podcast. <laughs> What's your other podcast called, Kristen? It's called literally just orgy noises. <laughs> is this, wait, is this what happens? Is orgy noises just like all of the noises of people having sex, or is it like <laughs> with like animal sounds interspersed? <laughs> I didn't know that that was my kink, but now I know what my kink is. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. I'm having a Dean Pelton. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me moment. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need another drink before we even start talking about birds. I oh, know. Right? Same. <sighs> okay. Well, we should start talking about birds <laughs> i guess we should um okay so this is a festive episode for a festive season and we are going to be talking about the birdiest bird song of the season that we know of which is the 12 days of christmas or since the song is all about birds should we call it the 12 days of bird miss yes yeah, mm-hmm. props. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. Episode um, title. <laughs> so, Kristen, do you want to go into the a little bit of the background about the song of the 12 days of Christmas? Birdness? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so, I was really surprised. The origin of this song seems to be, like, very shrouded in mystery, which surprised me for, like, a super nonsensical Christmas song. Um, Mm -hmm. but so first publication was apparently 1780 in a children's book called Mirth Without Mischief, which doesn't sound that fun to me. (laughs) Um, yeah, apparently in the nineties, there were like a bunch of rumors that the lyrics were like coded references to Christianity from when Christians were being persecuted. Um, but that's been totally debunked. So don't believe what you read on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, most people think it actually started as like a memory game. Um, And the version that we're familiar with is from an English composer named Frederick Austin in 1909. Uh, So one last cool fact, apparently PNC Bank has been keeping track of like the actual cost of the 12 days of Christmas gifts since like 1984 and using that to like, I mean, super non-professionally just like track inflation. (laughs) But in 2019... The cost of the 12 Days of Christmas gifts was estimated at $38,993. Wow. Um, which is high. More That's than fun. I expected. Apparently swans are fucking expensive. Who knew? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I it believe have a cost it. Break- does yeah. it have a cost breakdown of each gift? It sure does. Yeah. I'll link the uh, website on our website because it's pretty great. But they also figured it for 2020 uh, and it's only $16,168. Uh, 
Um, but that's because apparently ladies dancing, lords a leaping, pipers piping, and drummers drumming were all canceled due to the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can't hire a dance troupe if they can't work on their choreography, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we don't want the pipers or drummers to catch COVID, so none of that. But yeah, so... They're all doing it on Zoom. (laughs) Oh. Mm, For free, probably. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so regardless, wherever the song comes from, this is a bird-centric podcast, so probably all of the lyrics are about birds, which is what we're going to talk about. Yes. Um, So yeah, we're going to go through each verse... I guess, of the 12 days of Christmas and talk about the birds that are in each verse because all of them are about birds. Whether or not you knew it, it's just the way it is. Surprise, bitches. (laughs) Let it be known. (laughs) It's birds all the way down. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the first bird is obviously a partridge in a pear tree because on the first day of Christmas... Your true love sent to you, a partridge in a pear tree. Um, And partridges are this adorable little game bird that are kind of like these really cool combinations of patterns. And the colors are like black and white and cream and tan. And sometimes like depending on the type of partridge, it can have like really bright flame red on on its beak and on its eye. And they're just really pretty, uh, pretty birds in general. Pretty bird, pretty bird. (laughs) Uh, and so it, the song is most likely about an English partridge or a, a gray partridge, um, also known as an English partridge. Um, but they're related to pheasants and um, they feed on seeds and insects. And I'm not entirely sure why it would be in a pear tree unless you like gave it a perch there because like it doesn't really say that they eat birds so, or eat, uh, they don't eat birds. But I'm not sure. <laughs> gnarly little twist to the song (laughs) I'm not sure that they eat pears so I don't know why it would be in a pear tree but there you go I guess it's because the alliteration is like really important to this composer maybe they were roosting in the pear tree that's true why the fuck not I yeah you do what you want I'm not gonna kink shame Okay, uh, moving on from partridges, we're going to go to the next one. So, um, on the second day of Christmas, your true love gives to you two turtle doves. Oh, um, Yeah, they're cute little doves. They're cute. Um, they've got cute little, like, collar necklace sort of things. Um, so turtle doves uh, have sort of traditionally been emblems of devoted love. Um, they have sort of sad voices, sort of, they make sort of just sad cooing Aww. noises, so they represent love and loss. Um, let's see, um, they're dainty, they're sort of smaller and darker than, like, your sort of stereotypical pigeon would be, um, and... They would have featured in banquets, uh, like, even as far back as medieval times, just like some people eat pigeon today. So, turtle doves. Mm. They hold their wings in a heart shape. Oh, that's adorable. 
And also, not to be confused with turtle ducks from Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I mean, my God. I would be okay if someone gave me two turtle oh. ducks, honestly. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so cute. I would start crying. They are adorable. Uh-huh. Um, one of the many tattoos on the list of tattoos I want to get is a turtle duck. So, like... That's really That's sweet. That's an amazing idea. I want them to be real. <laughs> so much. <laughs> So on the third day of Christmas, um, we're getting over to the three French hens, which this one seems really straightforward to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just picturing chickens, except what's kind of cool is there's a few uh, breeds of chickens that are specific to France, and some of these are Faverolles and Morans. And Faverolles, have you guys ever seen Faverolles? <laughs> so cool. I used to, my family used to have a few of them. Um, we just called them the Favs, like, for their name. <laughs> They're super, like, really, like, yellow and fluffy, the ones we had, with feathers over their eyes and really big, like, feathery feet. And they had this way of running where they would be, like, kind of, like, rocking from side to side, like this weird Dr. <laughs> Seuss character. And they, like, could not really see where they were going all the time. <laughs> so they were awesome. <laughs> How many did you have? Um, We had a couple of Faberol. Like, I think just two mixed in with other other chickens. Because if you had five, they could have been the Fav five. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> we messed up. <laughs> New life goal, fast five. (laughs) (laughs) But I also, so on this other source we're looking at here, um, the like mythology behind there being three French hens are that um, it's an allusion to the goddess in her triple forms of virgin, mother, and hag, which I just really appreciate. (laughs) Oh, cool. And hag, I guess, ah. like means wise woman. It's not like necessarily a, a bad term. So it's like the full cycle of like birth, life, death, rebirth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like That's there was really a thing. Cool. That's really cool. I feel yeah. like there's a thing about the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost too. Uh, no, is that a thing? Let's just go with let's just go with the women. <laughs> Yeah, screw the patriarchy. I'm more into the hag than the Holy Ghost, if I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, it's just, I greatly it's just look interesting. forward to being a hag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bird number four. So the, on the fourth day of Christmas, uh, some crazy person who has a lot of birds gave you four <laughs> calling birds, is the way that we say it now, uh, which is really nonspecific and not very helpful. But apparently it was originally collie birds. Uh, oh. And I don't know what the fuck that is either, but apparently when I Googled it, um, Kali can either be a verb, which means to make dirty, as with coal smut, <laughs> or an adjective that just means black is coal. So they think it originally was referring to blackbirds. Uh, and since the song is from Europe, it was probably a common blackbird, uh, also called a Eurasian blackbird, which fun fact is not actually like a blackbird, but is a thrush. Which is my family, like one of my very favorite families of birds because it's called Turtidae. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And it's, uh, they're, yeah, they're cool birds. They hail from like basically all over Europe. Uh, and they're not really black, they're more brown. So, which is fitting for a bird in the family Turtidae. 
Mm-hmm. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I. It took me a lot longer to understand that joke than I would care to admit. <laughs> Just practicing my poop puns. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Alright. So speaking <laughs> about something completely different, we're going to speak about something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the next verse is five golden rings, which you would five think would be golden rings. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh my, my favorite part. <laughs> Kristen, what are you doing podcasting? You have a voice for pop radio. <laughs> yeah, oh, you thank do. you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the Kristen, would you sing it again? No. Okay. <laughs> that was like a one-time thing. That was a once-in-a-lifetime. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to cut it and just insert it at random points into this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And God, like future episodes, just randomly. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so the five golden rings. Five golden rings. Um, actually does not refer to jewelry, especially in this podcast. Uh, they refer to ring-necked pheasants. Um, and this is another hunting bird that's actually not from Europe. It is from Asia. Um, and apparently, I didn't know this, it was brought to Europe um, during Roman times and became quite young, common throughout Europe as like a hunting bird. So I didn't realize mm-hmm. that they had been spread so long ago. I thought it was much more recent as like a game species, but it's not. Um but according to the source, which I did not know this, um, but <laughs> it makes me giggle that we were talking about orgies earlier because pheasants are apparently symbols of the element of fire and sensuous sexuality is what the source says. <laughs> pheasants? <laughs> what? Pheasants. Yeah, the sexiest like bird. The most goofy, awkward bird. <laughs> okay, so but here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you're a bird, the pheasant is a fuckable bird. It's like all I'm going to say. <laughs> Wow, all right. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Gonna have to channel my inner pheasant at the next orgy. <laughs> hey, we've all seen that video of the great Argus, which is a pheasant, trying to get some, and that is a fuckable bird. So ring neck pheasants true. are fuckable birds. <laughs> well, right. you know what happens after <laughs> all of that? Uh, no. The female birds have to lay eggs, right? And so, such a good transition. on the sixth day of Christmas, your true love gives to you six <laughs> geese a-laying. Yes! Um, and wow. <laughs> the important part of that is the a-laying part, um, because the egg represents birth, creation, and new life. Um, and the number six, because of the shape of it, which is a continuous spiraling curve without angle, also represents the cycle of life, according to this, uh, website. Whoa. Oh, that's so cool. Oh my god. Yes. I have a, I have, I have a real quick question that's not related to anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if a pheasant and geese were gonna fuck, who would top? Oh, definitely the pheasant. Yeah, I think right. I, I think know, if man. the goose was on top, it would squish the pheasant. Mm-hmm. I could see a power bottom pheasant. I was thinking power bottom goose. See, oh, interesting, Ooh. interesting. 
Ooh. Now these are these are gay birds, obviously. Oh, I mean, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. So. <laughs> Maya's losing it over there. This is such an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is like a question for the yes. agent. Anyways, it is. I feel like you since this is all aggressive. Oh, <laughs> but... like, all right, we're done. I thought we were done. I'm sorry. Um, sorry. No, no, we, we, no, no. We're done. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, keep Pondering going. Pondering his goose pheasant <laughs> sexuality. Okay, well, anyways, okay, since this is sort of like a an English song, um, it's probably referring to gray leg geese, which are basically the ancestor of all of our domesticated geese. Um, mm, they typically cool. are either sort of like a brownish gray or a white. They're you know your stereotypical barnyard goose. So, okay, Jen, lose it. You, just, yeah, do it. I'm just, I'm laughing about my stupid shit about, like, pheasant goose sexuality. I'm just not over it. <laughs> I, I just feel like the geese play it off all, like, strong and aggressive, but, like, they just want to be on the bottom, you know? Like, yeah, everybody, well, you know, you gotta take turns. That's true. Just because you're, you're a power bottom doesn't mean that you're always a power bottom. Sometimes you can top. It's just like everybody's a switch at heart is what it comes sometimes, down to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're a passive top. I mean, that's just how it exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. Just depends on the moment, man. <laughs> Doesn't seem very live in the moment to me. So I think mm. I agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think pheasants and geese in general, I don't think of ha- as having like a lot of foresight. No. <laughs> Which is probably why all these geese are laying eggs. <laughs> <laughs> all There's the time. no birth control going on here. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need goose prophylactics immediately. In the world is <laughs> a crisis. They need access to public health care and prophylactics, and that is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yep. Get the word out, man. <laughs> plan, plan parent goose. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. there's a better pun there, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not hitting on it. That's okay. It was really good. This is a good podcast, everyone. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Wait, shit, okay, I'm next. We're at seven. <laughs> Number seven. Seven. Seven swans a-swimmin'. You know, I feel like uh, this swan, Mr. Nasty, just keeps being relevant in my life like, over and over now that I know he existed. <laughs> so the swans in Seven Swans a-swimmin' are probably mute swans. Those bastards. And so with Mr. Nasty. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Seven swans would be the worst gift you could give someone. <laughs> oh my god, right? It's just Mr. Nasty like, and his yeah. posse. <laughs> oh. uh, Mr. Nasty and all of his, like, clutch mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Murder everywhere. Can somebody oh. talk about Mr. Nasty? Because it's been a minute since we mentioned him. Oh, it has been a minute. Um, 
Mr. Nasty, we learned about... Wait, why Why did we originally talk about him? <laughs> Who discovered him? Uh, Kristen discovered him in our Halloween episode because we were listening to Newt Swans and it was terrifying and she found some amazing BBC news articles about Mr. Nasty. Yes. Yeah. He was terrorizing yeah. other swans. And by terrorizing, I mean murdering. <laughs> yeah, like so... killing like 27 swans in a row because yeah. they were in his pond. <laughs> he was the OG swan serial killer and he was, yeah, they were removing other swans from his pond in order to save them from him. But swans are protected, <laughs> so they didn't murder him back, which is good. Mm-hmm. And I fully support that. <laughs> yeah. Also, mute swans are not mute, we learned in that same episode, and they sound like hellacious zombie creatures, and it's <laughs> terrifying, and you should absolutely go listen to that. <laughs> yes. But the uh, the seven swans are swimming. Um, are mute swans, I guess they, people used to eat um, mute swans, just a lot of like medieval recipes for cooking them. What? Um... Yeah, they were roasted right along with peacocks, storks, and other birds that we would never consider eating today. Oh my god. I would fucking eat a peacock. I hate those assholes. Mr. Nasty was like, good. he was like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Kristen, there was another swan before Mr. Nasty in that same pond, and his name was Hannibal. Oh, that's right. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Hannibal. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. oh my god. This is important. <laughs> they were onto that way Shit. before us. All... Yeah. <laughs> it's coming full circle. Wow. wow. I'm so wow. glad we're revisiting the swans. Wow. Um, so mm-hmm. they're actually, in this context of this song, they're not super terrifying and murdery. They are symbols of elegance and mystery. <laughs> and... <laughs> As in, when are they going to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And they're likened to the water element, which is one of the most mm. mysterious and creative and life-giving elements, and also to the movement of the seven planets. And we thought there were only seven planets until 1846. And so <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> <laughs> those those seven planets we knew about moved very mysteriously and intricately, and it was considered the symbol of beauty and mystery so seven swans swimming wow unless so water is beauty and mystery unless you're katara and you can bloodbend mm-hmm. and yeah. then fuck you mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. avatar that is shit is intense. super relevant to this episode it yes. really is <laughs> oh i forgot to mention that ring neck pheasants are a fire they're the element of fire oh no oh, i think you said that benders. who knew Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't remember. Yeah, you oh, nailed it. But they're, oh, so does that mean geese? Are they? Are geese they... are air hmm. when they're not laying. What's really funny Ooh. though, because I don't imagine geese flying well. No, dude. What is it like? The bar-headed geese or something fly over the freaking oh. Himalayas. Oh. Those ones are good. Ooh, right. Yeah. I just picture Canada like geeks of... and they're like awkward like like right before they land. <laughs> yeah. Just like the panic. Like they're not good at the the transition from like earth to air, but once they're in the air, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, what's number eight? 
Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so number eight is one of, I think, in my mind, the most controversial gifts that you are given for Christmas. Uh, so on the eighth day of Christmas, you are apparently given eight maids a milking, which I've never really understood. Like, huh. are, are the cows like a buy one, get one with the maids? I don't know if it's just maids or like... <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> or are the maids themselves milking? Shit, you're questions. Right. I have questions. But anyway, so there are conflicting accounts about what bird is related to this. I, so I found two sources. One said the cattle egret. Uh, I think just because they like bum around with cattle, I guess. Uh, okay. But I've never seen mm-hmm. a cattle egret actually mm-hmm. milk a cow. And I'm pretty convinced that the cow would not stand for that kind of treatment. <laughs> So, <laughs> a really great image, though. Okay, so like it would would it like use its feet? That's what I'm saying. Like, like nobody's into that. Just, like turn its head yeah. and. You need like two hands to milk, though. It's like one foot. They and do the have like I mean, cow <laughs> or does it just like baby bird it? Like. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Wait, Ashley, what, what's the gesture that you're doing? Can yeah, you what? <laughs> um, I can't describe it. <laughs> Can we just unpack this for a second? It's, it looks like you're doing a bird blowjob, Ashley. Well, I mean, I guess. Um, but like on a cow's nipples. Sad. Or happy for the cow? So a teat job. Nobody knows. This gift, <laughs> or does it use its feet? I don't know. Like, yeah, okay. Mm. It would lay. On, it would have to lay yeah. on its back. I bet or something. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And use both its feet. Either way, yeah, it's a teat job. Fully and I'm supportive <laughs> as long as the cow. As long as it's consensual, I guess. Uh, okay, but so the second source said that it is actually referring to magpies. Uh, because magpies are black with milky white patches, which kind of makes me queasy to think about, but I think it's just because John always fucks with me and he says, do you know people who say milk instead of milk? You know what I'm talking about? It's like a Wisconsin thing. Mm. Yes. I knew somebody like that and then I cut them out of my life for being a psychopath. (laughs) Good, because it's not okay. But a lot of people in Wisconsin say milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. why it freaks me out and makes me sick to my stomach. I hate it a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It like I a lot of students in my like elementary school class said milk and it reminds me of did you guys have like like milk yes. break in elementary mm-hmm. school? Yes. Yeah. And that was like really fucking gross and you like all got little cartons of milk and it was like And they okay, so like in my elementary school, they wouldn't give you chocolate milk. You only had like white gross oh, white milk. Oh, that shit was nasty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate Anyways, chocolate that's milk. what the word milk makes me think of. Yes. Oh, it's so gross. I think I didn't have these kinds of milk breaks because <laughs> Did I say it right? Yeah, I nailed it. I hated <laughs> oh, it, so it was right. Cool. Um, I didn't. I don't think I got milk breaks because I think we got snack breaks. I think this might be a very. It like, feels like Midwest- a very midwestern this might be one thing. One of those midwestern things. Yeah, yeah. We got like snack breaks, and we got like 
milk, actual milk. It doesn't, it wasn't gross. So, like, I don't know what they were feeding y'all, but it sounds like I did not. We had, like, the choice of one percent or skim. Yeah. Mm. I think we had chocolate at my school. I grew up on skim. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm used to skim milk. Although, apparently, okay, so my first day of kindergarten, I apparently, like, we had our, like, snack and milk break, and I was too shy to ask anyone to help me open my milk carton. And I didn't know how to open it. Aww. So I carried it home in my backpack and it like got all over everything. Aww. And like oh a God. day later, my mom was like, why does your backpack smell so bad? <laughs> that is so sweet, though. Quiet baby me. <laughs> yeah, just like, well, Aww. I'll just tuck it in my backpack. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I grew up with skim milk as well, and I loved going over to my grandparents' house because my grandparents had full fat milk, and I didn't know why, for years, I didn't know why the milk at my grandparents' house tasted so much better than the milk (laughs) at my house. I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like my reaction Mm -hmm. was the opposite. Like, when I had, like, whole milk, I was like, why is it so thick Mm -hmm. and it leaves this weird coating on my mouth? (laughs) I liked the flavor. I didn't I didn't notice a, a texture difference personally. Yeah. I think it's mm. my lack of sense of smell. I think I'm more sensitive to texture than flavor. Mm. But I've come around. Mm-hmm. I've definitely come around. Uh but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Tell us which team you're on. Hashtag magpie or hashtag catalyst. <laughs> I'm definitely team magpie and I'm happily accepting magpie gifts for Christmas this year, so <laughs> wait. <Ooh. laughs> what about everyone else? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm on Team Magpie as well, just because they're Corbin. Yeah, I think I am too. I just got my awesome Magpie magnet, and I put it on my fridge. Yes! And it's adorable, and I love it. So good. Okay, but cattle egrets are pretty awesome. Like, they're just weird and scrappy and awesome. They are. So are you diverging from the herd? I'm a diverge. (laughs) 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 Did (laughs) I? <laughs> okay, so the next bird is well, the next verse is about nine ladies dancing. Which, unless they're like, okay, if I got nine ladies belly dancing, I'd be like, whoa, this is fucking cool. Like, belly dancing is legit. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be down for like nine ladies just ballroom dancing. Like, it'd be cool if they were wearing pretty dresses and they looked real fancy, but like, it's not as, there's not as much allure, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me. Um, okay, so, but there's a lot to be said about, like, birds and different courtships that they perform, and a lot of courtships of birds involve dancing or very, like, choreographed pair bonding sorts of things, which we think might have something to do with this verse, and these sources do as well. Um, so, like, a lot of different bird courtships, including the courtship of cormorants, and greaves and a lot of like water birds um have a lot of like very beautiful um dances and a lot of it involves like diving and also like the greaves some greaves are crazy where they'll just like uh, run on top of water and stuff and it looks very intricate and beautiful. magical um apparently another uh like an earlier version of this verse was nine drummers drumming which can allude to like the little drummer boy and shit like that but 
<laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I grew up Jewish. I don't fucking know anything about Christmas. <laughs> um, but also wait, woodpeckers wait, wait, wait. are very. Isn't that the twelfth day? I have twelve drummers drumming on day twelve. So sometimes they flip the verses, uh, where it's nine yeah. drummers, drummers, or twelve. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it's oh, eleven yeah. ladies dancing in some versions. Mm-hmm. So much conflict related to this song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just like this. This composer couldn't figure his shit out. He didn't know what order he wanted things in. But yeah, so if that's the verse that you go with, and woodpeckers are a drumming bird, and that's all I'll say about that because it sounds like we're gonna get to them later. Okay, so the next one, ten uh, on the tenth day of Christmas, your true love could give to you any variety of birds. Um, <laughs> One of the common verses is ten pipers piping. Um, often, us people here in America say ten lords a-leaping, but it was originally ten pipers piping in England. Um, and an earlier known variation in North America was ten cocks a-crowing. Um, Score! It got changed for obvious Aww. reasons, uh, because... <laughs> Cox is slang for a man's yes. genitals. Um, anyways, true. not all men. Well, yes, it's not slang all men. for penis. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I got you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, nah, gender is not a binary on this that podcast. Is true. <laughs> thank you for correcting me. Uh, I will say that back in colonial North America think generally it was but trans people did not exist in puritan yeah. society neither did fun so <laughs> um, <laughs> in any case 10 pipers piping or 10 cocks a crowing uh cocks or being male chickens um <laughs> i would be i would i think if i a man showed me his penis and it started crowing i would leave <laughs> He just pulls his pants down and his dick falls out and it crows oh. like not him oh, out of no. his mouth just I like didn't his dick. The cock was crowing. Yeah, I uh, have never <laughs> thought of that before, but oh my god! <laughs> if I had a penis that started crowing, I would be doing that at every party I went to. I'd be like, "Hey, you want to see the greatest fucking party trick ever?" <laughs> Sandpipers were both legendary for being noisy, excitable, vain, arrogant, feisty, and sexually aggressive. Um, so, hence the uh, pipers piping or cocks are crowing. I like that vain is on that list. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's interesting, <laughs> the word vain. Maybe they spend a lot of time preening. 
mean, you gotta have those feathers looking really nice for the lady chickens. Mm-hmm. Or insulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right, like, or survival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Functionality is greatly improved. Seems legit. It just sounds judgy, mm-hmm. I guess, that's all. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so I am mighty confused about the eleventh day of Christmas right now. <laughs> Is anyone else like having this experience? <laughs> because so on this one source, it says eleven eleven pipers piping, but like oh, we just mm-hmm. talked about that, right? And then on the other source, it says eleven ladies dancing. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Which we also kind of covered. Chaos is so chaos. <laughs> Holy shit! Ah, uh, I'm wondering if it might be. We haven't talked about Lords a leaping yet, have we? No. Okay. Great. Let me do some frantic reading. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so as you can tell, this song has changed a lot through its like many, many crazy iterations. I had no idea. What I'm hearing is that some people got real lazy when they were rewriting some of these verses and we're just like, oh, let's just borrow this line and move some shit around and we'll call it a new song. You know what happened? Please. They couldn't fucking remember and they were like, oh, I'm just going to throw in <laughs> this thing with alliteration. It's fine. <laughs> That's so true. Can you imagine? Like, I feel like if I had to learn this for a choir or anything, I would be like, fuck no, I'm just going to peas and carrots my way through this. <laughs> Folk songs are wild. Twelve <laughs> shitheads shaking? I don't know. <laughs> Ten shitheads shaking. <laughs> Seems oh legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, but this interpretation of Lord Zalipin is really awesome. And it is grey herons, which are native mm. to Europe. Um, mm-hmm. And in order to take flight, they must leap into the air when standing. <laughs> They like, you know, like they're like hunched up like old men and they can't necessarily go from standing to flying without like a pretty intense leap involved, apparently. I'm picturing like great blue herons. I think they're maybe pretty similar to the North American Um, version. Gray herons and great blue herons are basically like conspecifics. So yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, a lord leaping could be a heron jumping into the air to fly away. (laughs) (laughs) Seems legit to me. But how how high would someone have to be able to jump in order to like impress you? Because if this is noteworthy, right? If there are eleven people doing this, they better be able to jump real fucking high. If they're gonna be my Christmas present, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. If they You're can't right. at least double their if they can't at least double their height, like don't even bother showing it's up. It's like eleven fucking it... Michael Jordans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, real talk. Yeah. Is it like jumping, like hopping up into the air, or leaping, like jumping off of tall things? Because that's kind of impressive, mm. you know, when someone just like doesn't have oh. the like. See, I imagine years. they were doing like some sort of like <laughs> ballet leap. Yeah, mm. it's actually just Olympic long jumpers. <laughs> 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 So also, Maya, I just want to get back to the thing that you were saying really quickly, because anytime I see anybody jump off of something, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're a stunt person. Unless you're like a stunt person. And like, I know you're going to be okay at the end of it. I'm usually like, you're a dumbass. 
like That's cliff jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But then you're like a little bit impressed, right? You're like, you just fucking did that. (laughs) When I was younger, I think I would have been more impressed. But now I have this weird thing where like I'm afraid of getting sucked underwater by currents for some reason, like especially in like the ocean rivers and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this like this fear arose recently. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you guys have the fear like when you're in a, a place like a cliff edge or something and it's like it's not a fear of heights or a fear of falling, but like a fear of like you could theoretically like jump off like, you know, how yes. physically to jump oh off. Like, do you get that? <laughs> yeah. Do you know that's called the that's called the call of the void. Really? Oh That's my god! Such a good name. It's, Holy it's shit! Common, they think it's like an. It, there's like a bunch of research on it. I don't. I'm not like a psychology person at all, obviously. But like what I remember of this research is it's like an evolutionary tactic of like instilling fear in yourself. Of like, it's basically like hyping yourself to be like. That's that would be scary, right? Okay, don't do that. And it's like so that's, that's why it so happens. So interesting. Yeah, because it's like you could do it, like your body yeah, could do it, but it's like your brain, it's your brain scaring yourself into being like, oh, but that's really fucking scary. Now that I know that I could do that, so I'm not gonna do it. So it's like an aversion, right? Tactic. Like oh. if you do it once, you won't live long enough to be afraid yeah. of it the next time. Oh, God. Anyway. Sorry, wait, how did we get there? Am I done? Am I done with I the I don't line? even know. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, leaping off of things. Oh, oh right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, okay. sorry. Uh, Are we on the uh, ye old 12th day of Christmas? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so the 12th day of Christmas is all about drummers fucking drumming or, you know, percussionists or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> but so, like, obviously, like, we are orchestra. We are as well. super. Or- I was gonna say orchestrated, and I was like, "Wait, no, it's <laughs> not accurate." <laughs> this podcast is many things. Orchestrated is not one of them. <laughs> not so much, but yeah. So, as Jen alluded to, like, what else could that be besides a woodpecker? Uh, and I guess in Europe, one of the more common woodpeckers is called the great spotted woodpecker. But so I was reading about it on Wikipedia, and I think its name is actually overcompensating for something because it's actually a medium-sized woodpecker. Who the fuck knew? Mm. Um, but they are pretty cute. It's very similar to like a hairy woodpecker if you're in North America and used to those. Uh, but yeah, size doesn't really matter. It's still an effective woodpecker. It's it's only great because there's one that looks almost exactly like it that's smaller, and so is the lesser spotted woodpecker. Um, it's relative size, not like actual. I see absolute size. Either way, oh my gosh. Okay. So- Side note, I wish more bird names had the word medium in them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or like mediocre. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what is it? The splendid oropendella or something? Like, it's just a mediocre. (laughs) Or like the splendid sunbird. It's just a mediocre sunbird. It's just. It's fine. I mean, the Mm -hmm. average sunbird. (laughs) Uh, yeah. They, uh, climb trees and eat bugs real good, like most other Mm -hmm. woodpeckers. Yes. I'm just not over the fact that they have a great spotted woodpecker, and also that they have a 
England has a dish called spotted dick, and I still don't know what's in it, but they have way too many spotted penis things. Wait, I need to know what's in it. I forgot about that. What Um, is it? I don't know what spotted dick is. Spotted dick is a traditional British pudding made with dried fruit and suet and often served with custard. Now that we've been through all of these very festive birds, and they're all wonderful, what do you think, in your heart of hearts, is the most festive bird for this holiday season? Uh, I'm very partial to oh dark-eyed juncos. Oh, that's a good the one. true winter bird. Oh my god. That's really true. That's a good one. That's Can you so just sweet. imagine them all perched in a little, like, spruce tree with little bows? Mm-hmm. They look like they're wearing little yes. tuxedos. Oh. Well, so immediately, the first thing that popped into my head was Perry the Putu, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> because he's such a good little Christmas bird. <laughs> Just a party bird. <laughs> yeah, man. But then I was like, oh, that little northern sawwet that was in the Rockefeller yes. Christmas tree is also oh, yeah. so good. So good. So festive. Mine was yeah. going to be an owl, too. I always, for some reason, go looking for great horned owls right around Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like, start singing, and they're, like, out at mm-hmm. night, and the moon is out, and it's so cool mm-hmm. to go, like, mm-hmm. listen for them. I think mine would have to be a northern cardinal. Oh, yes. And I think it's just <gasps> They look because... so pretty in the snow. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you said that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of like the season is about bringing color and life into a time of year when everything is dark. But that's so true. I fucking love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not I'm 0% religious. I just love the idea of holiday cheer and like being happy and like everyone being kind to each other and I'm all about that. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. I love so much. I also love all of the lights. And the sparkles yes. and the decorations. Shiny things. My inner mm-hmm. magpie is all about the shiny mm-hmm. things. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all have a favorite seasonal movie that you watch every year? Um, I think my new favorite is uh, Klaus on Netflix. It's so sweet. I really enjoyed the like old school like Rudolph and the Year Without a Santa Claus and. Ah. Those movies, yeah, like the stop animation ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are sweet. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life is really sweet, though. Yeah, oh my God. that was always my family's Christmas Eve thing. There's a really old theater in my hometown, okay. and they played that there a couple years ago, and it was so Aww. sweet. Like, it was just really, like, perfect, like, snowy night, like, really big snowflakes. Aww. And, like, oh, I love it. I think mine is Elf. It has to be. Elf is just like a perfect Christmas movie. Yes. I mean, can I can I throw that out there? I do still love Die Hard, and I do I do think it (laughs) counts as a Christmas movie. Oh my god! Yeah, it's yeah classic. It does. I've only seen it once, but I agree it is a Christmas movie. I agree too. So we hope that. Uh, you enjoyed our birdie rendition of the 12 days of Birdmas, which we stopped calling it Birdmas like halfway through the episode. And I'm sorry, not sorry about it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot about Birdmas. <laughs> um, but we can't anymore. Um, 
so yeah, uh, this is really cool. I didn't know a lot of these, honestly. I think it's really interesting interpretations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Um, so yeah, tell us what you think of these 12 birds of Christmas. 12 birds of birdness. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> the birds and, of birdness. <laughs> and also... 12 b- 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 tell us, Tell us what you think your festive birds of the season are and what your favorite holiday-themed movies are because we would love to hear them. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we have a couple of shout-outs this week. We have one going to Odo Behave or at Odo Behave on Twitter. Um, we have another going again to the bot Femtech at Femtech underscore on Twitter. And we also have another shout out to Dexter Patterson or at I am Dexter P on Twitter who got to see some pine siskins, which is an awesome winter finch species ah, lately. Good bird. Oh, yes. Good work, Dexter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're into it <laughs> um yeah so uh thank you everyone for your shout outs on twitter um sincerely yeah. appreciated oh and i should we do a plug for the christmas bird count mm-hmm. oh we should yes yeah. absolutely you should look into your local christmas bird count <laughs> through the National Audubon Society and it's a bird survey that started in response to Christmas bird hunts which were like super common back in the day when people would go out on Christmas day and just like shoot a bunch of birds so now we oh. monitor bird populations around Christmas instead and there's often like circles around most towns um so yeah who knows you might have a bird count circle near you that you could be involved uh-huh. in and it's really fun, and usually there's lots of birders who are willing to help you. You're not an experienced birder, so it's a good way to learn birds when there's a less mm-hmm. overwhelming number of species, too. So check it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So find your local Christmas bird count. Um, and find us yes. in a lot of places. You can find us on Twitter, Woo-hoo! Instagram, and Facebook. We are at Flocktail Hour, and they are all the same now. Uh, <laughs> and you can also find us on our website, which is flocktailhour.com. And since um, you're already listening to us, hmm. you know how to find our actual podcast, but you can listen to us in a variety of places. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, Podbean. Woo! Basically anywhere. Stitcher. Is that all of them? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's all of them. Wherever you get your podcasts. And on our website, you can find our merch store. So we'll have, we have new merch on our website. Um, so definitely go check it out. Get it for yourself. Get it for your friends. Tell your friends about us. We very much appreciate you. We got a more suggestions from some of our listeners. Well, the same listener. We got more suggestions from Rachel Miller. And we're definitely stoked about some of what those topics are um yeah Dude, completely it's really seriously that. so fun to hear from listeners please reach out we so definitely reach you. out to us tell us what you want us here um because we want to hear from you so and you're listening to this so we assume you want to yeah. hear from us yeah <laughs> yeah were there other things that we didn't cover for the sign off oh yeah we should i mean i guess we already did this but 
happy whatever winter holidays everybody celebrates. Um, mm-hmm. Happy yes. holidays, everyone. Mm-hmm. I know it's sort of a weird year, but hopefully it is as good as totally valid it can be way. for everybody. All right. Well, thanks, everyone in the flock for listening. If you want to be called something other than the flock, you better fucking tweet at us. <laughs> Does flock sound like flock of sheep? You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, like, yeah. I can see that. Getting some Jesus-y vibes from this. <laughs> yeah. What about, like, a flip? Wait, what about a flamboyance, like mm-hmm. flamingos? Ah, the flamboyance. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we need input from actual listeners. That's what's going on here. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Jen Schneiderman. I'm Ashley Ola. I'm Maya Pershing. And I'm Kristen Brown. And we'll see you next time. Or you'll hear us. <laughs> <next time. laughs>